We're learning the sugi of our kois. Um, unfortunately, this manenu, and if you look in the svarim, even even in earlier times, this uh, halacha of our kois is unfortunately, uh, you know, one of the inyanim that we could say with certainty that Klal Yisrael was not moister nefesh on it. Uh, you know, the Gemara says that uh, things which which Klal Yisrael was not moister nefesh on, Samalchus are refuyim b'diyadam. I don't know if, if there was ever Negea, Xeris HaMalchus and Arkois, but there's no question that, that uh, Arkois is, is a halacha that unfortunately many uh, otherwise uh, very respectable Jews are not as careful as they should be. And, you know, unfortunately we find even, uh, you know, Rosh uh, Hashivas and, and these kind of uh, people, uh, you know, in very harsh positions, unfortunately sometimes are nichshal in, in, uh, in, in going to Arkois. Um, and and the, you know the Shulchan Aruch has a very very strong language referring to somebody who hosts the Arkois. He says Asr Ladon with Nedayani Akum of Arkois. One is not, is prohibited from um, having a, having a case judged in front of Dayani Akum and Arkois. Shalahem Afilu B'Din Shadonim Kedina Yisrael Afilu Nusratzu Beis Baladinim. Even if both parties willingly go to Arkois, Ladon with Neim Asr. It's Asr to do that. B'Chol Abal Lidon with Neim Harei Zerasho Kilu Chirav V'Gidev. Somebody who goes to and, and, and introduces a case in the secular court is a Russia and it's as though he was and he was a very strong Russian, which is, is very uncommon, you know, there's many Surim in the Torah, but this Isra Miyochid, the Shulmanar writes, it's, it's considered a Hashem. And unfortunately, people find themselves frequently in very desperate situations, uh, you know, uh, especially in marital disputes or where the significant amount of money uh, involved, where people will unfortunately go ahead and, um, and litigate their case in front of court rather than going to Besden. Now, uh, so, you know, uh, we have to learn this, this halacha with, with the right kavid rosh, and even if we're going to see there are certain uh, instances and circumstances in which a person is allowed to litigate his case in secular court. However, one has to understand that it's a very chamer dike isser, and, uh, and, you know, you have to really approach it with the right kavid uh, rosh and not be, uh, not, not be quick to issue a hoiras uh, hetter for yourself or, or, for other, or for other people, and I'm talking to myself, to go ahead and litigate their case in secular court. So one of the most common instances, you know, we, we, uh, we uh, field a lot of calls from people who, uh, who would like to, uh, you know, litigate their case in secular court. They want what's called a heterarchois, a permission slip from Besden, a, a document, a statement from Besden, allowing them to go ahead and litigate their case in secular court. Um, I will say that uh, you know it, it is uh, a, a, you know a significant part of the business of a Besdin to feel these kind of uh, inquiries and to process that uh, that kind of permission. Now, the the, mo- the the right way to you know go about such a thing is you know uh, if a person has has a, a claim against somebody else, so he's supposed to go ahead and send out three asmodas from Besdin. You know, pay you know ask Besdin to send out three asmodas. It does cost a little bit of money, not a significant amount of money. Um, and then if the defendant does not respond and, and does not appear in Besdin after three asmodas, after three invitations to attend uh, Dintaira, the Besdin will generally issue a heterarchois, allow the plaintiff to uh, pursue his case in in secular court. Now. 
the, the it, it's it's important to to follow the right procedure um, that we spoke about of sending out the three asmodas. It is possible, with the, you know, a discussion can be had about whether or not if this procedure was not properly followed to the T, is the person in violation of the Israel coins. For example, if a person asks another person to go with him to Bezin, and the defendant responds, I will not go to Bezin. It's possible that the, that the plaintiff in that case will be allowed to, you know, uh, you know relate that information to a Bezin, and the Bezin may be allowed to give him permission to go to Arakois. However, um, regardless of the halachic status of this person, whether or not he, he's committing, uh, you know, Avera uh, or not, by, by going to Arakois, without following the procedure of sending three Asmanas, um, it's 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 unwise, and uh, you know I would not recommend doing such a thing, because a person could find himself in in significant uh, danger by 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 engaging in such a course. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I was asked by by uh, you know a rav. He said somebody somebody did such a thing. Somebody asked somebody else to come to Bezin. The person did not listen. Would he be allowed to go to court? I told him. You know, it's possible he's technically allowed to go to court, but it's a very bad idea for him to do that because if if, if the facts are not properly documented, the other party can turn around and and uh, and and claim that this never took place, that uh, you know he never said anything, and 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 then he, the, the the this this plaintiff can find himself in significant uh, you know uh, trouble halachically, and he could end up uh, you know losing a lot of time and money. Trying to deal with uh, with the situation that he could have easily rectified at the time by following the proper procedure and sending out the, the three asmanas. So so it, it's very recommended to actually send out those three asmanas and, and to get a proper heterokois from Bezdin. Now the, the the basis of this halacha of of um, of of, of the, the, that if once you sent out the, the asmanas, Bezdin will give you a heterokois. L'chayra, it, it's it's a, it's a little bit of a chiddush because if the Shulchan Aruch is saying it's kilu chir v'gidu v'heir v'heir miyad teres Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Hashalom and it's a chilah Hashem, what's the difference if you actually were teveya the other person in Bezdin and he refused to come? That, why would that allow a person of Hashalom to be mechayra from a gadav and, and be made of miyad teres Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Hashalom? We know that, that that in order not to be over alive, a person has to go, go ahead and give up all of his money in order to avoid being over alive. Now, this is not a law, but if the Shulchan Aruch is comparing it to being a chir of the Gidif, and, and the, the, the Rishonim say it's a chil Hashem, a chil Hashem is a lav. So how, how is the fact that a person was teveh, another person in Bezdin, and the person refused, and the defendant refused to come, why does that allow the plaintiff to go ahead and introduce this case into the secular court? So, we have, uh, the, 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 the source for this halacha is a Gemara in Baba Kama, which we probably would not uh, use to derive such a source, but uh, Repalte Goin, who, you know, one of the Goinim, I guess, uh, you know, that, that's uh, it's a really, really, really long time ago, he, uh, he interprets this Gemara as, as giving permission to this person to go to secular court. The Gemara says, it's Gemara in the end of Baba Kama, that's discussing the, the, the you know, a lot of commonly used statements that people, that people make, and the Gemara is finding the source for those statements in the Torah. So the Gemara says there's a, there's a state there's a saying that people say that if if you called your friend and he didn't answer you, take a very heavy beam and throw it on him. So Rapalta Goyin says, Mikan, from here we learn that if you called a person to Bezdin, you were Mazdan a person to Din, the person did not 
listen to your Asmana, do not come to Bezdin. Take a big heavy beam and you throw it on Zakhar Palta going, that means you're allowed to go ahead and pursue your case in Arkoids. That's the big heavy beam that the Gemara is referring to. So, Rapalta going would appear to give permission even in the situation where, where, where the, the, you didn't get a Heter Arkoids, uh, an official document. I, I, I mentioned before that it would still be very recommended to get an official document in order to, to, to document the fact that you did this and, and you won't have to deal with the, with the Bezdin in the future sending out Asmanis. But, but Rapalta going doesn't appear to say that, that a person is really obligated Mitzah to go out and do that. However, the Chubas Ramah writes that, that you need to get Rishus from Bezdin. If you don't have Rishus from Bezdin, you're not allowed to go to a secular court. You need to get Rishus from Bezdin. And many, many Achroinim interpret that to mean that you can't just go to any random Bezdin and get Rishus. You would have to go ahead and send Asmanis from Bezdin. And then once Bezdin sent, you, sent Asmanis and the person did not come, that Bezdin themselves would go ahead and issue the Heter Arkois. There's a question in the Achroinim whether that's Badafka or not. Whether well, it has to be specifically the Bezna Mazman, the Bezna that sent out Asmanis, which would go ahead and issue that to Arkois, or whether any Bezna can look at these facts, uh, you know, determine that indeed this person summoned his friend to Bezna and say, well, the guy didn't come, and therefore we're going to issue that to Arkois. So there's a big question in about that. Um, it's also important to speak about the question of Hoytsois, about uh, court fees. So the halach is that if a person goes and, and, and summons his friend to court without, getting, without being allowed to do so, then the halach is that the defendant would then be allowed to go ahead and call the plaintiff to Bezdin and force the plaintiff to pay him for any court fees that he had to spend to defend himself in court. So the question is, and, and, and now the, the, on, on, on the flip side, if the plaintiff did follow proper procedure, he sent... Hasmonas from Bezdin. He got a Heter Arkois. Then he went and was Tevea, the, 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 the defendant in Arkois. And he won, or he didn't win, whatever it is. But he would be allowed to go back to Bezdin and force the defendant to pay for his court fees. And in, in, in the circumstance where, where the, the, the court did not award him court fees, he would be entitled to those court fees in Bezdin. And the reason is because the Nitva, by refusing to go to Bezdin, he basically forced the Teveya to go out and spend all that money in court. So he's Chayiv because he's a Mazik. He went ahead and was Mazik a Teveya by, by illegally not responding to Bezdin's Hasmonis and, and, and thereby allowing the Teveya no other option other than to go to court. So therefore, Bezdin will, will award the plaintiff with the court fees from the defendant. The question is, in, uh, under what circumstances do, do these uh, halachas hold? We spoke before that the simple reading of Rapalta Goyim would, uh, would, would not indicate that you need to get Rishos from Bezdin. The Ramah does paskin that you need to get Rishos from Bezdin. However, the Gedulei Truma writes that Rapalta Goyim holds that you do not need to get Rishos from Bezdin. The Gedulei Truma happens to say that other Rishayin and Rachelik and they hold that you do need to get Rishos from Bezdin. But it does seem that there is an opinion that you don't have to get an official Rishos from Bezdin as long as you call somebody else to go to, to, go to, to, go to Bezdin and he did not respond or, or he refused to go to Bezdin, you would be allowed to go to court. So now the question is, would you be entitled under such circumstances to your court fees and would, you, and would, you be, would the plaintiff be potter from paying the court fees of the defendant? So regarding this question, there's a, there's a machloikis between the Noiz Desha and the Dibre Chaim. The Dibre Chaim writes in a tshuva that 
the, the question in that case was whether the, the, you know one individual Ruvain summoned Shimon to ask Shimon. He, he didn't send him as monas at all. He asked Shimon in front of Adim to please come with him to Bezdin. Shimon said, "No, I refuse to go to Bezdin." Ruvain then subsequently um, summoned Shimon in front of Arkois. And Ruvain won the, won the case in Arkois. And now Shimon was saying, you're a miser because you made me spend money in Arkois. So the Dibri Chaim writes that, Shimon, that, that Ruvain is not mechuyiv to pay for Shimon's expenses. Again, the Dibri Chaim is talking about a claim from the, the defendant against the plaintiff. The defendant says to the plaintiff, you called me to court and made me spend all that money, pay me the money. So the Dibri Chaim, no. Since the plaintiff invited verbally, he had verbally invited the defendant to go to Bezdin, and the, and the defendant refused, and, and, and the plaintiff can prove that to us because he had Adam watching, the Allah would be that the plaintiff is not mechuyiv to pay the court fees of the defendant. Now, the, 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 there's a tshuva in the Nois Dasha who, 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 who initially starts off saying like the Rechaim. However, he subsequently says, that this only applies. He proves from from uh, he proves from 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 Achroinim that this halacha only applies if the Teveya sent three asmanas. So even if he didn't get a heter arkois, I'll agree with the Dibri Chaim that you don't need to get a heter arkois from Bezdin. You don't need to get an official permission from Bezdin to go to arkois. However, you would need to follow the procedure of sending three asmanas. You cannot go ahead and and you know and, and, and verbally. And uh, you know, uh, in, in, a, in, in a laid-back manner, just approach somebody in shul and say, uh, "Will you go with me to Bezdin and, ha- and you know, set up Adam to watch this?" And 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 when the guy refuses, that you'll be able to go to court. No, if you did that, then Zakta Noizdasha, you will have, the plaintiff will have to pay the, the the court fees of the defendant. However, if he did send three asmanas, even if he didn't approach Bezdin and officially ask them for a hetar akois. Since we know that Bezin would issue a Tarakois under these circumstances, so he would be uh, he he would not be obligated to pay the court fees of the defendant. In that case, another uh, you know there are there are certain situations which may appear to be Arkois related, and and it's important to understand that not everything which seems like Arkois is actually Arkois. Um, a very common question that that uh, has been dealt with a lot is whether you know in, in, in contemporary times there's a, if your neighbor wants to get a variance to do something he would have to go uh, go to the zoning board and and petition the zoning board to issue him a variance now other neighbors may object and and say that they don't want this neighbor to get this variance so so people frequently ask the question, is objecting to a neighbor getting a variance in a zoning board considered like going to Arkois? So the Paiskim seem to Nemon, they seem to assume that that uh, uh, you know going trying to prevent your neighbor from getting a variance in, 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 at a zoning board is not uh, considered going to Arkois. Um, there's a famous Marik who who says that in the olden days, the Jews used to live in ghettos, and they had a limited amount of space in which they could live. And frequently, you had people who, unfortunately, did not have anywhere to live. So you would have a person that would come to a ghetto, would wanna would wanna live in that ghetto, and and uh, and uh, other people would say, no, we don't have room for this person in the ghetto, and uh, we we don't want to let him in. 
So Marik says that you're allowed to go ahead and petition the local uh, squire, the local knight, to prevent this Jew from, from, uh, from living in the ghetto. Now, <clears throat> the, the Marik, the, the Beis Yosef asks that, that he doesn't understand the Marik. It, it doesn't make sense that a Jew should be able to, 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 to petition the squire to prevent another Jew from living in the ghetto. Now, the Marik brings a riot to his halacha. He says that the halacha is, that there's a Mishnah that says that if, if you have a Metziah and, and there's a number of people that would like to get that Metziah, one person jumps on top of the Metziah. So the halacha is that other people are still allowed to be zoich in the Metziah. Other people are allowed to take the Metziah for themselves. So the Marik, the, the Marik says, that, and, and why is that? The reason for that is because um, the, the first person didn't make an act, a valid Kenyan in the Metziah. Jumping on a Metziah is not considered to be a valid Kenyan. So, so the, 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 that's why the Mishnah says that the other people are allowed to come, come, come after this first person did an invalid Kenyan. He, he tried to acquire this Metziah in an invalid manner. So the other people are allowed to go ahead and make a Kenyan in the Metziah and acquire it in a valid manner. So the Marik says like this. He, he makes an argument which, uh, you know, I don't know if, if everybody would find this as being, uh, you know, a conclusive proof, but the Marik is bigger than us, and he, he did see in this Mishnah the following uh, halacha. He says, it's mashma in the Mishnah that it's only if the second people could overpower the first person and take him away, then they could be zeicha in the Metziah. Then they could go ahead and acquire the Metziah. However, let's say the first person is able to overpower them, and despite the fact that he didn't make a valid Kenyan, is able to prevent them from getting the Metziah, he hasn't done anything wrong. Zakta Marik, so that is very similar to our situation, because in our case, you have, you have here a Metziah. You have, you have a place to live. There's a place to live that people could live in. And you have people that already are on that Metziah. They already live in that ghetto. And then there's other people that would like to come in and be Zoycha in that Metziah. Zaktamarik, it's basically a situation of called Alam Gavar. Whoever is stronger gets to keep this Metziah. So if the second person is able to go in and overpower the first person and, and, and move into the ghetto, then he's allowed to stay there. However, if the first person can, can overpower the, the newcomer uh, by whatever means that he uses, even Zaktamarik, going to the Tsar, going to the squire, and petitioning him to prevent the second person from moving into the ghetto, he will be allowed to do that. Now, as we mentioned, the Beis Yosef argues on Marik. However, there are many, many G'dayelah uh, who do quote the Marik and pass it on like the Marik. So, the, now, the Marik is not discussing going to, you know, petitioning the zoning board. How, and and it, it's a whole different kind of scenario. And the reason why it's a whole different kind of scenario is because Marik is clearly discussing a, a situation of Hefker, a Metziah. You have something which is ownerless. Somebody is trying to go ahead and, and, and uh, acquire that item for himself. And the first person wants to prevent the second guy from, from acquiring that item. Now, with regard to somebody who wants to build an extension on his house, one could very easily uh, differentiate between the cases. Because somebody who wants to build an extension on his house is basically, he's not going ahead and acquiring an outside Metzia or Hefker, he's trying to utilize his own property in the way that he sees fit, and, and you're going ahead and, and forcibly stopping him from doing so, perhaps that is more, that, that, that's, that's a lot worse than, than preventing somebody from acquiring an item of Hefker. However, there's a Tshuva Nadne Nezer who, who, who makes the argument that, I'm sorry, in the Tshuva Nadne who says 
that one would be allowed to to prevent another person from from from, from obtaining permission from the from the government to build even a shul. He's discussing a case of a shul. The Dibri Chaim says that if, 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 if somebody, let's say one person has a shul in a neighborhood, another person comes and he wants to build his own shul. So halakhically, we would not allow you to prevent, the, the first person to prevent the second person from, from, from opening the shul. Even though with regard to, let's say one guy has a grocery store, another guy wants to open a grocery store, there would be circumstances where Allah would allow the, the, the first person to prevent the second one from, from opening a grocery store, even al pichay shemishpat. But in the case of, of a shul, the Allah is that that say from Tarab Chachma, you can't prevent them from, from opening a shul. It's up to the but that only applies to Bezdin. However, if the first person wants to go ahead and petition the, 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 the government not to give him not to give this first person permission to open a shul, he would be allowed to do that. And he brings a riot from this Marik. And and the way that the Dibrichaim understands this is he's, his argument is that this permission that the second person is trying to obtain from the government is considered like a Metziah. Even though he's trying to build a shul on his own property, he already purchased the property, it's his property, now he just wants to do with his property whatever he wants to do. Um, the fact that he now needs permission from the government to open up this shul would, would, uh, would mean that he's basically trying to be Zoychen a Metziah. He's trying to acquire something which he wasn't entitled to previously and, 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 and the first person will be able to stop the second person according to the guidelines of the, of the Marek. Now, I just would, would like to point out that with regard to Shul specifically, there's a, there's a Tshuva in the Yad Shal, which is brought down in, in the, in the Pesachit Tshuva in Simon Kofdun Vav, when the Ramah brings down the Marek, the, the Yad Shal uh, points out, the Yad Shal say, says that this would not apply to somebody who wants to open up a Shul because Kinnah say from Tarbuk Chachma, and he holds that you would not be allowed to stop somebody from building a shul even according to the Myrick.